0: It is time to have a conversation about one young Mr. Shudder Sanders. You are locked on buffs. Your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked On Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borba, and this episode of Locked On Bus is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get back $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. I'm Kevin Borba, and I mean, what a weekend. What a what a couple of weeks it's been for Colorado. Um, we've, we've seen them go from kind of like this mysterious science experiment of like, Oh, coach prime brought in all these transfers. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? We'll find out. Um, they upset TCU. So the narrative was that TCU wasn't good, obviously. Um, obviously that's what the narrative has to be. Cause they got to make a narrative for everything. Um, and then they make a narrative about Colorado, not being able to beat Nebraska. Cause they're going to have a good defense. Well, Shadur Sanders doesn't care about your good defense. Um, Colorado's quarterback, Shadur Sanders. Um, that's who we're talking about today. Uh, Realistically, I think he is probably a top-five quarterback in college football right now. Um, I would Caleb Williams is probably my one. And then Michael Penix is up there. Uh, I think Drake May is good, but he hasn't performed well enough, so I would say Shadur is up there. Shadur is probably top three, top four, to be honest. Um, and that's just not me being a Colorado um, coverer. But that's me watching Colorado and realizing, yeah, Shader Sanders could play. Um, I think there was a lot of questions, myself included. I just wanted to see how quickly he could adjust. Um, But there was a lot more people doubting um, his transition in general. They were saying that he was too reliant on his arm to make big throws all the time. He was reliant on the fact that, excuse me, those Jackson State rosters were much better than all the other rosters they played, and that Colorado wasn't going to be able to do that at this level. Well, um I guess we learned that we they were wrong. Um cuz he's doing it at this level and he's doing it at a historic rate. Uh he already has and let me go through some interesting numbers to talk about um whether or not I would you cuz if you don't know, I would say he's elite um already. I know it's only been 2 weeks, uh but Nebraska's defense was their claim to fame, that was going to be the thing that kind of stopped uh and in this Colorado offense and guess what? They did not stop him by By any means, um, he kind of balled out, as the kids say. Uh, According to ESPN, um, he is second in the country, um, first in the Power Five in passing yards. The only person who has more passing yards than him is Braden Shager of Hawaii with 972. Um, I also think Hawaii has played three games, so that also kind of gives him the advantage there. (laughs) Um, Let me confirm that, because I'm pretty sure Hawaii played Vanderbilt Week 0, um, then Stanford, and then yeah, so he technically, if he had played um three games, would be passing Braden Shager because Hawaii has played three games, so he leads the power five in passing and was only behind one person who has um played one more game than him. He also, if you look at um ESPN's stats and info, he's ninth in completion percentage, with 77.5. Um he is, let's see, it's really easy to find his stats because he's at the top for pretty much all of them. 14th in average yards per completion. Um, and then touchdowns. He has he's tied for ninth with six with no interceptions. Um and he has a, a rating of 185, which love to see. Very good. Um, the only thing that I would say that we would like to not see this number so high is that because he hasn't thrown an interception, is the sacks. He's been sacked 11 times, which is second most in the country behind Braden Shager. Um, So that offensive line needs to protect him more. Um, Coach Prime talked about it after the game. When people say that he's holding the ball, he's going through progressions and stuff. So he says if Shadur gets sacked or is holding the ball, it's likely because someone else did something wrong, like they ran a wrong route, or maybe the offensive line let someone through that they weren't supposed to, or the running backs weren't blocking well enough. But I think... Everybody who ever doubted Shadur Sanders' ability to play at this level owes an apology. Um, I would say he's probably again top three, top five at worst quarterback in the country. Um, he's accurate. He has a cannon. We've seen it week in and week out. Um, he absolutely throws the ball on a frozen rope. When he throws that thing, I think there's steam coming off of it. Um, he throws it so hard and he's so accurate. Um, and we saw against Nebraska, especially some mobility in the pocket because Nebraska was getting a lot of pressure on him. They sacked him, I believe was seven times. Um, they were getting tons of pressure on him. And there was a few plays where obviously they got him. So uh, shout out to Nebraska, I guess. But there was more plays where he would run around, make that play and deliver the ball downfield. I think the the one that stands out the most is either the touchdown to, I think it was Xavier Weaver um, in the end zone or in the red zone. And then the other one where it ended up being called back because Anthony Hagerson, um, I wouldn't say he dropped it, but it hit the ground, um, on the two point conversion where he kind of ran and like threw it by the sideline. That was a fantastic play. And I think not enough people gave Shader Sanders that respect. And I think a lot of people were kind of, they're kind of going with this like narrative that yes, he played at the college level, but it was the FCS level. Um, and it was the HBCU level at that. And so people were like, it's not going to transition. He's not going to transition. Well, it's going to be a quick, or it's going to not going to be a quick, um, seamless transition. They were like there's going to be a lot more challenges than he realizes. He's going to rely too much on arm strength and all all of the criticisms that you would come up with for a quarterback that you're kind of already counting out before we are before we see him play. Um I think he kind of experienced every single one of those criticisms. Um and now I think people are all on the high train. I, I would say Shader, his Heisman odds have increased. Um they've gone much better than they were. Um uh, more people are betting on him to win the Heisman. Um, I think he's really in the Heisman conversation. I think uh a big win. Um, obviously, they play Colorado State this week, so I imagine they'll win big. But a big win at Oregon will literally cement him as the top Heisman candidate, if not one of the top three. Because I would say right now it's probably Caleb Williams, Quinn Ewers from Texas, and then Shadur and Travis would be my would be my four um, finalists if I had to pick a, the award right now. And Shador is just. He's shining. And Coach Prime has always said that he would be good. And Shadur was always confident. But now that we're seeing it, I think he's silencing a lot of people. Um, he's made Pac 12 history for most yards in his first two games. I think Jared Goff and one other person I think had more um, in their first couple debuts, but Shadur Sanders. Um, if you don't think he's elite now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I think we're witnessing the the rise to stardom if he wasn't a star already um i think people were too too judgmental for him going to jackson state they forgot that he was a four star that was pretty much all ready to go to florida state but obviously we learned that um excuse me we learned that he was going to follow willie taggart wherever he went so willie taggart went to fau um, and then kendall briles kind of came in and messed that up for fau which i mean kendall briles i don't know what he did but Coach Prime was not pleased. Shadur was not pleased. And they kind of took it out on him on T in week one against TCU kind of showing him, this is what you missed out on, but Shadur Sanders. Um, I think he's, this is my, my case. He's probably the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And I continue, I think he will continue to prove that. Um, so I look forward to seeing him play this week against Colorado state. And I look forward to seeing what he does against Oregon and USC in the coming weeks. Cause those games are going to be huge. Okay. This episode of Locked on bus is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Um, now time, it's time for the game changer, and obviously we know who my game changer is going to be. It's going to be Shadur Sanders. He threw for nearly 400 yards, completed over 70% of his passes, and that was a down game for him. Um, and this is brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Much like Shadur, um, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Um, obviously, Shadur changed the game when Nebraska was kind of they're get, they were getting the best in one defense. They didn't. They held him scoreless the first half, and then he just started throwing dots down the field. And that's exactly why Shido Sanders is our game breaker of the game. Um, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non alcoholic beer game. They make non alcoholic beers that actually taste good, just like a full strength beer. Um, these brews are great tasting and award winning, and beat out full strength beers in global competitions. Um, they have no hanger overs ever. Um, they're fit for all time. So you can drink them anywhere and make any activity more enjoyable. Watching a big game, your kid's game. And you don't want to be judged, uh, tackling a workout or work. Um, you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at Athletic Brewing Company or at athleticbrewing.com, excuse me, athleticbrewing.com. First time customers use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com near beer. Um, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Um, go, Go check it out. And we're back. We're talking about my observations. Um, obviously, I talked about Shadur Sanders being a star, and I think that's one of my my main observations. But there were there were about four main key observations that I took away um, from from um, excuse me Colorado's week two win against Nebraska. One, the defense is much improved. Uh, I think we got on them a lot as we should have. They gave up over two hundred seventy yards rushing. I think it was against TCU, um, and This week, they still gave up. Um, I'd say the stats are a little deceiving um, because realistically, the game was never close. And obviously, the numbers... There was a show on ESPN called Numbers Never Lie, but numbers do lie. Because if you look at numbers without context, uh, they can lie. Colorado, or excuse me, Nebraska had 222 yards rushing um, on five yards per carry. Um, Jeff Sims had a long 57 which obviously we don't want to see those long runs. But if you subtract his 57 yard run, they're down to 165, which is much more respectable. And they held the passing. They held Nebraska to 119 yards passing and forced a turnover, forced a pick. And then they also forced a few fumbles. So then the, the Colorado defense was much better. Um, I think one of the main differences was getting Juwan Mitchell to start um, the Tennessee transfer um, slash Arizona state slash Texas transfer. And, um, He was just the guy that they needed. I think he just needed some time to learn the playbook and kind of get acclimated in Colorado. But he was making plays all game. So defense was much improved. That's my first observation. I think there's still room for improvement in the running game, but Nebraska ran the ball 41 times. Um, So I think they were going for more of a quantity over quality type of approach to the run game. And so when a team runs the ball that much, they're obviously going to get some production there. Um, Second observation, Xavier Weaver is... He's the primary target on offense, I think. Obviously, Travis Hunter is kind of the guy, um, but the guy behind the guy is Gabriel Weaver. Um, And this was something that I was projecting all offseason long as soon as he transferred. Um, He was the guy at USF, and that hasn't changed now. Shadur clearly has. um, He loves throwing to him. He he had 10 catches for 170 yards um, and a touchdown this past game. And then if you look at who's leading Colorado in receiving – Um, It is young Mr. Xavier Weaver. He has 16 catches for 268 yards, more catches than Travis. Um, He averages more yards per catch than Travis and has one touchdown. Um, So, yeah, I think Xavier Weaver, while I think obviously Travis Hunter is a very great story, he's an elite, elite weapon on offense. I think Xavier Weaver is actually um, Shadar's favorite target. Um, He's always open. Uh, They connected quite often. Uh, He makes great catches, diving catches, uh, toe-tapping t- catches. Um, he just offers a a skill set that maybe the other receivers don't, or maybe he just figures out a way to always be open. I think it's his route running, and I think it's his ability to kind of know when to run and where. Because obviously when Shadr breaks the pocket and is scrambling, the receivers have to scramble too. And um, that was actually the touchdown that Shadr threw. He was scrambling and ended up finding um, Xavier, who was open in the end zone. So Xavier Weaver, star. Um, I would say he's probably Shadur's favorite target. And he's been someone who every time people ask me about Colorado, I'm like, look out for Xavier Weaver. That's their guy. Um, so that was my other um my other observation. Um, the pass rush, much improved. Uh, they got to Jeff Sims two times. Uh Taj Austin, the West Virginia transfer. Um, I think there was a lot of Jordan Dominic, me myself included, Derek McClendon hype. Um, but Taj Austin was a perv- um, productive player at West Virginia, and he's being uh that guy at Colorado right now. Um I was pleasantly surprised by that. I think when you when you think about who like who we thought was going to be the, the main pass rushers we automatically gravitate towards Des Moines Kennedy, Levante Bentley, um Jordan Dominic. I was gra- I was gravitating towards him. Derek McClendon um little Tajwa Alton from West Virginia. Um this one's not as exciting but the special teams for Colorado is pretty good. Um, Mark, the the punter, um, had two punts down inside the 20 against Nebraska. And I believe he had three, um, or one, let's see how many, he has three total. I think it is. Um, let me see, pull up some punter stats. Yeah, he's, he had one against uh TCU and then two punts down inside the 20, um, against, uh, Nebraska. And I think he's an ultimate weapon for Colorado. If their offense doesn't score which is rare because obviously he's kind of we don't want to see the punter but Colorado has a very good punter Um, I think he's kind of proven to be the steady-handed guy Um, and then kicker Jace Feely a lot of people thought it'd be Alejandro Mata but Jace Feely has the big leg um, made three field goals and outside of the one that Colorado had blocked which I think that was more of a blocking issue than a Jace Feely issue their special teams has been absolutely locked down and I think um I like to see like a little more production out of the kick returners or the punt returners. They didn't return a kick. They touched they did all they called for a touchback and all of them, excuse me. But I'd love to see a, a huge return out of Jimmy Horn. Um and then my last observation and this is one that I'm going to keep hammering until I see it change. The running backs, I'm not impressed. Um the running backs for Colorado, let's just go. Um are the running backs are each talent, Dylan Edwards obviously balled out in the first game, um, more so as a pass catcher than a running back. Um, but as a team, they have 67 carries for 113 yards and are averaging 1.7 yards per carry. Not great. Um, they have four t- rushing touchdowns. Um, Shadur has one of them. So uh, the running backs, actually, there's only two touchdowns from running backs because uh, Tavares Dawson also rushed in a touchdown this past week, which was amazing play called by sean Lewis. he was in his bag um i, I like to talk about that play because it was like a, f- a fake everybody was in motion and uh, they had people motion in both directions Shadur fakes a, a shovel pass and then it looked confusing because it looked like there was confusion amongst the play but i think the look was to confuse and cause confusion and i was confused and then all of a sudden tavars dawson kind of jets over and takes the pitch from Shadur and ran it in for the score but Running backs, I'm quite disappointed in them. Um, Dylan Edwards leads the team in rushing with 79 yards. Um, Anthony Hankerson has 47 yards. Sivion Wilkerson, 46. Um, we haven't seen any Kavosi smoke. He has one carry. Um, didn't get a. Didn't register any yards. Um, and then we also haven't seen Ultimate Caskill. So obviously there's something wrong there. Ultimate Caskill is injured. I believe kavosi smoke has something holding him out as well. Um, but this run game is not, not where it needs to be. Um, I think this weekend against Colorado State, it would be an ideal time to establish the run game um, because otherwise we're kind of, um, I would say that's their weak link. And so if Shadar Sanders were for some reason to have a complete off game where it's just like the pass, passing is just not working, he's missing targets or something, having a nice run game to compliment him would be great. So those are my four observations. Uh, comment below what you think your observations or what your observations were for the game. Um, this episode of Locked on Buffs is also brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off Sunday, NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join the FanDuel app. It is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We are back, concluding this episode of Locked on Bus, talking about Colorado being a threat. Um, I think everybody's kind of realizing it now. Colorado is now the number 18 team in the country, I believe. Yeah, let me pull. Yep, number 18 team in the country. Uh, they've obviously been a Nebraska team that has a really good defense, leads the country in sacks, um, which they obviously helped out in. <laughs> and then they beat a TCU team, number 17, on the road, first game of the season. So, what is Colorado's? ceiling and what kind of threat do they pose? Well now I think their ceiling is probably if everything goes right I'm looking at their schedule I think they beat Colorado State. I think they could beat Oregon. Um now that I've seen them play I'm very confident they could beat Oregon. Um USC will be a tough one. Um they'll probably demolish Arizona State. They'll probably beat Stanford pretty handily. UCLA I think they should beat them. Um Arizona they should beat them. Washington State so that's one two three four five six seven more wins um for a team that's already uh tuna oh. so nine and zero, oh, um probably nine and three on the year it's probably like their floor for me right now if i had to adjust um so i would say they're a threat to the pac-12 championship um realistically the pac-12 championship is up for grabs you still have usc or you have set there's seven no how many ranked teams are there i think there's uh eight ranked teams we got one two three Four, five, six, seven, eight ranked teams in the Pac-12. And all of them are obviously squarely in the mix because they're all undefeated. But here's the thing. Colorado has a chance to make a statement. And I think before the season, if you asked me if Colorado was competing for the Pac-12 title, I probably would have said no. I just didn't. I didn't realize they would be this good this fast, and I was wrong about that. Um, But now, I think they're a Pac-12 title contender. Um, I think they'll have a chance to prove themselves in the next coming weeks, prove themselves in the next couple weeks. They have Oregon, USC after this Colorado State matchup, which, mind you, I don't know how often this happens. College game game day will be there, and big new kickoff will be there. So they're going to have both of these games there. Both of these, um, obviously, major games, major excuse me college football coverage things there and that's super cool um my intern griffin said he got to talk to the um big noon kickoff guys said they were hilarious uh <laughs> kind of said that he said he had some interesting takeaways matt liner filming a lot of tiktoks mark ingram super nice um brady quinn super nice so that's really cool that he got to meet them um but yeah i think colorado has kind of changed from this feel-good story of like, oh, they'll win four or five games, and then next year they'll they'll build off of that win eight. I think Colorado is a legit Pac-12 contender right now, um, and I think we'll continue to see that as the week goes on. I don't know how much we'll learn in front of this matchup against Colorado State. I think we will learn if how serious Coach Prime makes them take every opponent, um, not that they won't take it seriously, but I think when you win a couple huge games like TCU-Nebraska, maybe you could get caught sleeping in what we call a trap game. Um, I expect them to come out and fully blow out, uh, Colorado state. Um, but yeah, I think Colorado is a threat to the PAC 12 title. Um, I want to see them get through their first couple weeks of PAC 12 play, and then we'll talk about their national picture landscape. But right now I do think that they could push for a PAC 12 title in year one, which is something that really no one thought. And if you put on, if you slap down a bet on the pack um, on Colorado to make it to the PAC 12 title game or win the PAC 12 title game. I would feel more confident if I were you, I would feel extremely confident. Um, these Colorado buffs are coming, like coach prime said, and we're learning more about them every single day. But what we learned is should our Sanders is elite um, running backs. We need some more from defense is improving each and every week. And they'll have a chance to kind of Im- impose their will this weekend and Colorado football, two and Oh number 18 in the country. I look forward to um, following this every step of the way. We'll have some special guests coming up this week as we do every week. Um, and I also want to thank you guys for giving me to 3000 subscribers. I appreciate your support. Um, great birthday gift to me. And I appreciate you guys for following me every step of the way and hope you guys have a great start to your week.